And a very good Monday morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. Joe Beningo back with you again, the Yoda Pain Podcast. Monday, July the 3rd. It is the 4th of July Eve, 2023. And the Joe Beningo Oda Pain Podcast brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company, an Eater Discount Tire, and our friends at DraftKings. All right. It is the day before my favorite holiday of the year, Independence Day, the birthday of the greatest country in the history of the world. Um, is is that what it is now? 247. Uh, happy birthday to America. And uh, let's hope things are, are on the way up. Let's hope so. Let's hope that, uh, you know, this country can get its act together because right now, not really. But uh, let's let's enjoy the greatness of the United States tomorrow, the 4th of July. Like I said, my favorite holiday of the year, my favorite month of the year, July. We go into this period now, even though it's supposed to have thunderstorms here today and tomorrow, of course. Well, how could we not? Where the really the best weather of the year now starts to come in. July, uh, uh, August, September, and October to me are the best weather months, the best period weather months of the year up here in the uh, New York metropolitan area up here in the Northeast. So let's hope the weather continues to go up and up and up. I want to remind everybody that this week there'll be no Friday podcast because I'll be working. I'll be working with Evan Roberts uh, on the fan Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I'll be doing the 2 to 6.30 show with Evan. Actually, Thursday by myself. How about that? A uh, solo uh, flyer on Thursday. So no podcast Friday. I'll be back with the podcast again. A week from today. All right. I want to start. I want to start with the Knicks and the free agency. Couple things. First of all, love the signing of Dante DiVincenzo. Tremendous. No doubt about it. This is the kind of guy. He's a winning player. You reunite him with his two Villanova buddies from the championship years with Jay Wright, Jalen Brunson, and Josh Hart. And uh, you know, you got to feel pretty good about that. You know, and, and and I really love the approach that Leon Rose has taken here. Not going after any, and please, thank God, no James Harden. Who the hell wants him? Let's be honest. I don't want Damon Lillard. I don't want him. I don't want any. I don't want Paul George. You really want Paul? You Would you trade as a Knicks fan? Seriously. <clears throat> Are you going to trade a 22-year-old R.J. Barrett, who we still don't know what his ceiling is, all right? Homegrown Nick, third pick in the draft, all of that. For a 33-year-old Paul George, hey, he's a really good player. I get it. He's won nothing, all right? He plays about 50 games a year because he's got to have, you know, all these ridiculous maintenance days. Why do I want that guy? I don't want him. And I ain't giving up a young 22-year-old that I still don't know how good he is for him. So, I, you know, I, I'm glad that Leon Rose has resisted any of that nonsense. I don't want that. And who the hell? I, I, I want to ask this question, too. How did he's – we just saw – Kyrie Irving get, what, a three-year? I don't know how many gazillion dollar a year deal he got from Dallas. $40 million a year, whatever the hell he got. How did these NBA teams keep throwing all this money at these guys that at the end of the day or before the end of the day, there's going to be some kind of a disaster, and you know it's not going to work out? And they keep throwing money, more, more millions and more millions after these guys. And I understand Kyrie Irving is a tremendous player. I mean, I'm not – he's a great player, not disputing that. Obviously, won that championship in Cleveland with LeBron, you know, how many years ago now. I get that. But, I mean, we saw the, the disaster that he was with the Brooklyn Nets. 
And really, the disaster, he's been everywhere. I mean, he couldn't wait to get out of Cleveland and get away from LeBron. I mean, all of that. The disaster he was with Boston, you know, with the Celtics in Boston. I mean, come on. Yet these owners, Mark Cuban, can't wait to throw $40 million a year at this guy when he knows it's not going to end well. Right? And I don't think he got along with Luka Doncic there anyway, did he? I mean, they didn't make the playoffs. They tanked at the end of the year so they wouldn't make the playoffs. I mean, it was a joke. And you bring this guy back for $40 million a year knowing that at some point there's going to be some kind of blow-up, some kind of crazy thing or whatever that, you know, Kyrie's going to be involved in that's going to destroy your team. But keep throwing that big money at him. And the same things with James Harden. <clears throat> All right? This guy, this guy's unbelievable. I mean, why would anybody want this guy? James Harden, to me, is probably the most overrated player of this generation of NBA players. I, I, I Think about it. He's in Houston, can't wait to get out of there, right? He goes to the Nets, can't wait to get out of there. Now he's in Philly, can't wait to get out of there. Why do you want this guy? He never wins a thing. He always comes up short in the playoffs. The only time he's been to the NBA Finals was his you know, his early years when he was coming off the bench in Oklahoma City when Durant and Westbrook were there, you know, before they went on their, uh, you know, different ways, if you will. Why would anybody want that guy? He's a ball hog. I mean, I, and you know, at some point, he's going to say, ah, I don't want to be here anymore. But some stupid NBA team is going to throw 35, 40 million a year at this guy. Why? Tell me why. I don't, I don't get it. I, I really don't. I, I mean, well, why the hell would you want this guy? And thank God Leon Rose has his head on straight. And I don't want Harden. And I don't want Damon Lillard. And I don't want Paul George. I don't want any of these guys. Give me the guy like Dante DiVincenzo that he knows is going to bust his ass. Yeah, he's not a superstar player. But he's a winning player. And he's going to fit right in with the group, his old buddies from Villanova. Let's be honest. Josh Hart. And how about Josh Hart opting into his contract so the Knicks could save money and actually pay DiVincenzo as that uh, mid-level exception was more money because of that. I mean, come on. The only guy missing from the Villanova days is Mikhail Bridges is over in Brooklyn with the Nets. I don't think there's any way we're getting him, but that would be nice. But, I mean, right now, I'm pretty happy with what Rose has done. Now, I will say this on a downside. I wasn't thrilled about the Obi Toppin trade. I mean, I guess, I guess it frees up money, and you know, however you want to say it. And Toppin wasn't getting the playing time, and he was kind of nailed to the bench. But I hate seeing a Nick Lottery pick, the eighth overall pick in the draft, when they got him, and he's gone. And they trade him to Indiana for two second round draft choices. What? They couldn't get at least a, a number one for him, a late number one, a protected number one, two second round picks. For Toppin, and I know it adds to the draft capital, you know, and Nick's got all these number one, you know, first round picks, not number one, but first round picks coming up over the next uh, seven years. I think they got 10. But, I mean, yeah, second round picks in the NBA, not a big deal. So I'm a little disappointed in that, that they basically gave away Obi Toppin for nothing as far as I'm concerned. Uh, really don't like the, the uh, you know, uh, uh, compensation, what they got back for him. I don't like it at all. And I don't think Toppin really ever got a chance here, <clears throat> right? You know, I mean, with Julius Randle and with the emergence of Julius Randle here and all that, that kind of prohibited him a little bit 
from getting playing time. But I, I, I just I wasn't happy with the Obi Toppin trade. I was very happy with the Dante DiVincenzo move. So like what the Knicks are doing, you know, for the first time in years, right? Seriously, years. You actually have a general manager, a guy that's president of the team, whatever Rose's title is, that knows what he's doing. <clears throat> and this idea that you would ever want to uh, fire Tom Thibodeau, there was still rumors about Thibodeau. Thibodeau should be getting an extension. Never mind you want to fire the guy. I mean, with the laundry list of, of coaches that we have had here over the last 20 years since Jeff Van Gundy, and how about ESPN uh, uh, letting Jeff Van Gundy go as far as the uh, – uh, you're doing NBA games. I guess they're lot letting a lot of people go into ESPN. What's going on there? What, they're not making money now? Well, I got maybe there's maybe there's reasons for that, and I don't want to get into it. But nevertheless, can't you can't imagine. Jeff Van Gundy no longer doing it. But the, really, the litany of Knicks coaches that the uh, that have been here since Van Gundy, and we finally got a guy who's been to the playoffs two of the last three years. We won a playoff series last year, 47-win team. You know, things are looking up. Why in the world would you want to get rid of Tom Thibodeau? Like I said, he should get an extension. <clears throat> so we'll see what happens from here with the Knicks. We'll see if there's any other moves that they make. But uh, so far, love the Dante DiVincenzo signing. Wasn't so happy about trading Obi Toppin, especially what they got back for him. But that's the story with that. How, how about, speaking of the free agent stuff, how about the Rangers, right? How about that? How about some of the moves they made? Getting this guy, Blake Wheeler, who's been a very good player. What was he, a Winnipeg? Had like 55 points last year. Now he's 36, 37 years old. But the Rangers got him on a one-year deal for under a million dollars a year. I think they got it for like $870,000, which is like chump change, you know? That's like the, the average person making like 50 grand a year, 870000 in in the National Hockey League. And he's still a pretty good player. Now he's up there in years. And they also brought in Jonathan Quick the future Hall of Fame goalie from the L.A. Kings, who's won a couple Stanley Cups. And I know he's up there, too, but they got him for under a million dollars a year. He's like 38, and he's going to back up Igor Shesterkin now and maybe also, you know, give Igor, uh, you know, uh, maybe a little tutelage for Shesterkin. So, and they signed a bunch of other guys, too. Uh, interesting moves by Chris Drury, who did not have a lot of money under the salary cap as he's got a lot of his own players. Uh, he's got to sign. Lafayette needs to be signed. Keandre Miller. So, you know, but I, I think Drury did a pretty good job, you know, getting the guys that he did. So we'll see. Of course, Peter Laviolette now, the head coach, and the revolving door of head coaches that the Rangers have, as we know. And uh, I guess these are more of his kind of players. And obviously, they're a veteran team. And they don't have a lot of young guys on this team. And they're going for it. And, now they, you know, as they should be. And we'll see. Uh, We'll see if they can finally get it next year. I mean, I, who knows? But uh, we'll see about the Rangers. But I do like these moves Drew we made and, you know, got the uh, – with the limited amount of resources he had under the cap, I think he did a pretty good job. So we'll see uh, how that all plays out as we go forward. All right, Beningo, the Yoda Paint Podcast. It is the uh, 4th of July Eve, July 3rd. Uh, I hope everybody's enjoying their extended four-day weekend. Hopefully, we're going to be able to get out on a golf course today. Did play nine holes yesterday. You know, of course, the weather's got to be very up and down. And, and of course, when I'm going in to do the show Wednesday and Thursday, 88, 90 degrees and beautiful. Of course. Why not? Why not? Can't work on my tan. Can't work on my golf game. But I'll be, you know, I'll be uh, I'll be going back a little bit into the city and doing uh, 
stuff with my buddy Evan. So uh, that should be pretty good. All right. I almost gave the, the telephone number. All right. Let's get the um, sponsors in here. Of course, the Hackensack Brewing Company. And you know the deal on Hackensack Brewing Company. 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge, 30 seconds off Route 4 in beautiful Who Needs a House out in Hackensack, New Jersey. Tap rooms open 4.30 to 10, Monday through Friday, 2 to 10, Saturday, 12 to 8, Sunday, uh, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, right behind the Tombstones. And uh, hold the Tombstones for the Mets, who all of a sudden uh, won two games in a row, uh, batting down the hatches with that. Uh, go see my good buddy Mike Jones, who's uh, expecting a, uh, a new uh, addition to the Jones family. Congratulations to him. Um, of course, TJ, who does a great job, and Herb. I haven't seen much of Herb lately. Andre, my son-in-law, and everybody over there at the Hackensack Brewing Company. And uh, we will keep you posted on when we're going to do our next live podcast. We'll let you know uh, shortly when that's going to happen. Also, a needed discount tire. Go over there, check out my son Johnny, his boss Harry. Johnny actually in Alabama with his sister right now with the boss, uh, visiting their sister down in uh, Florence, Alabama. So uh, you won't see Johnny this week if you go there. But uh, go see Harry. And uh, they'll take care of you. You need anything for your car? You need work on your car? You need tires? You need ins- your car inspected? Whatever it is, go see them over to Need a Discount Tire. Tell them I sent you. Uh, Westwood Avenue in beautiful <clears throat> Rivervale, New Jersey, right behind the two, go- right between the two golf courses, Valley Brook on one side, Rivervale on the other. So go, <clears throat> go check it out and uh, tell them I sent you. And of course, DraftKings. And it's closing in on the NFL season, man. It's coming fast. And furious, we're only about two months away from opening night now with the Jets and the Bills. Obviously, Thursday night football first, which will be the Lions and the defending champion Chiefs in Kansas City. Of course, the Giants with that opening on Sunday night against the Cowboys at MetLife. And then the Jets on Monday night against Buffalo at MetLife. So we're only a couple months away from that. And DraftKings will be with us again for the NFL season for the third consecutive year. And any kind of bet you want to make, you want to bet the guy. By the way, congratulations to Ricky Fowler yesterday who won the Rocket Mortgage Tournament up in Detroit. First time, uh, I believe, in six years that Ricky's won. So good job by Ricky. He's really come back. He's really playing much better golf now. Should have won the U.S. Open. I mean, I thought it was really his tournament to win. He kind of crapped out in the final round. Wyndham Clark round up winning it. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll see Ricky shock people and win at the British Open. I don't know. But congratulations to Ricky uh, winning the Rocket Mortgage. He won in a playoff yesterday. Um, it, who, who, I know Terrell Hatton was one of the guys in the playoffs. I forget who the other guy was. But it was a, a three-player three playoff, and uh, Ricky Fowler comes up with the victory at Rocket Mortgage. But getting back to DraftKings, whatever you want to bet, you want to bet the baseball, you want to bet the uh, – the golf, I mean, the WNBA, soccer, uh, you want to bet on the home run derby? You see, Pete Alonzo is going to be in the home run derby again at the All-Star game next week in Seattle. And uh, Alonzo was named the only Met All-Star, which I guess um, is correct. I guess that's, you know, he's probably the only guy that deserves to go. Who else Who else you sending? David Robinson? I guess you could, could, could look at Lindor or Nimmo as possibilities as All-Stars, but... Uh, Pete Alonzo will uh, be uh, in the All-Star game, and he'll try to win his third home run derby. Home run derby coming up a week from today. Of course, uh, the All-Star game in Seattle a week from tomorrow. All right. Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast. Um, 
I how about the Mets? I mean, they've won two games in a row now. It's funny. They had the worst June that you could possibly imagine. I mean, uh, just beyond hideous. 7-19 and 19 in June. They 13 times that the Mets blew a lead and lost a game in June. Absolutely hideous. You can't say enough bad things about how bad the month was. They flipped the calendar. They had that terrible loss Friday night to the Giants. Really should have swept the Giants. That terrible loss Friday night with, of all people, David Robinson giving up the three-run home run that wounds up uh, – to Bailey to catch it, it winds up costing him the game. And then they bounce back and win the next two. Terrific job by Verlander on Saturday, uh, going seven solid innings. Uh, they got that uh, 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 one inning where they hit three home runs in the inning, uh, Francisco Alvarez and then Nimmo and then Lindor. And then yesterday, I, I, I don't understand why Showalter took David Peterson out after four innings. That made no sense to me. And the bullpen tried to blow the game again after the Mets had jumped out to a 5-1 lead. Uh, Brigham, Bingham, whatever his name is, he stinks. Have we seen enough of this guy now? Have we seen? He he tried like hell to flush a four-run lead away. Fortunately, um, the Mets were able to uh, get out of that. Uh, Brooks Raley saved them, and they still had a 5-4 lead coming out of the seventh inning. And then they got that big two-run home run in the eighth inning by Pete Alonzo, and they wind up going on to win the game 8-4 to four over the Giants. So after going 7-19 and 19 in June, the Mets now flip the calendar, and they're 2-0 in July. You know, maybe July is going to change everything. Don't hold your breath. But, you know, at least uh, so far, so good as they win the first two games of July and, and actually win the first series since all the way back on June 1st when they swept the Phillies. Remember that? So it's an, an entire month that the Mets went without winning a series. How about that? And they finally do it against a very good team in the San Francisco Giants. Take two out of three from them yesterday. Mets are off today, and then they go on a West Coast, uh, Western road trip. I mean, Arizona's not in the West Coast, but Western road trip going into the All-Star break. They play three in Arizona uh, against the uh, the Diamondbacks, and uh, Kodai Sanga will pitch on Tuesday afternoon. That's a 4 o'clock game on 4th of July. And then uh, they will go to San Diego to play the Padres who really have had just as much problems as the Mets have had. So would it be Mets-Padres, first Mets-Arizona, then Mets-Padres, and then we go right into the All-Star break next week. And let's hope the Mets can continue their winning ways. As I said, Sanga uh, will pitch tomorrow after an off day today. Uh, And how about the fact that the Mets and Yankees are both playing on the 4th of July? How about that? Remember, they didn't play Memorial Day, and the Mets didn't. And I don't think the Mets play on Labor Day either. So, amazingly, they're playing on the 4th of July, which, of course, they should be. Everybody in Major League Baseball should be playing on the 4th of July. I mean, you know, especially that. You know, again, my favorite holiday of the year. It's not. It's definitely number one. I, 4th of July is number one. Thanksgiving's number two. Christmas is number three. So those are my top three holidays. Uh, you know, 4th of July, number one. It's the birthday of our country. It's the middle of the summer and all of that. Um, number two, like I said, is Thanksgiving. We know what a great day Thanksgiving is with all the football and all of that. And, of course, now this year on Friday, on Black Friday, we got the big uh, Jet-Dolphin game. We're going to have that now every year, Black Friday game. So Thanksgiving, always great. And I get to eat turkey, which I can actually eat, which is great. Pies galore. My wife loves to make the pies and all of that. And then, uh, of course, Christmas is 
is the third holiday. The problem with Christmas is all the money you got. See, here's the thing. Thanksgiving, all you got to do is go buy the food. You don't have to buy presents for everybody. Christmas, you got to spend all this money, right? You got to buy presents for people that you really probably don't even like, you know? Let's be real. I mean, I mean, I got to go buy a Christmas. And I'm not going to mention anybody, but you, you got to go buy a Christmas present for somebody that, you know, you in the family that you barely even know. But, you know, you got to, you know, you got to cover your ass, you know? So it's always very expensive Christmas. You know, I never, right? I mean, it really is. So, but, uh, so that's why I rated third, even though it's a great holiday. We love Christmas and all of that, the decorations and all. But that that's the bingo list for the top three. Fourth of July, number one, Thanksgiving, number two, close, close, but Fourth of July, number one, Thanksgiving, number two, and then Christmas, number three. But getting back to the Mets, I mean, have they turned the corner here now? I don't know. But we'll see. I mean, I'd still like to get, you know, I, I don't want to go on and on. I mean, you've heard me. Every, every time I do the podcast, I complain about how Ronnie Mauricio and Vientos aren't up here, like over and over and over and over and over again. So we'll see. Maybe they're going to turn a corner. You know, it was very encouraging to see Verlander pitch the way he did the other day. Seven solid innings, right? Uh, you know. He's pitched pretty well. I mean, uh, last couple times out, he's got his ERA down to 3.66. Scherzer's pitched better, too. Who knows? Maybe they're going to get something now out of these guys. If only they could get that bullpen straightened out. Boy, the bullpen stinks, doesn't it? I mean, you you, you just, every time, and, and this is why I don't understand Buck Showalter. Why was David Peterson, how many pitches did he throw? I don't even know what the pitch, I couldn't believe it as I'm watching the game last night. Peterson gave up one run over four innings, and he did walk a couple guys. I think when they took him out, were they ahead when he took him out? I think they were leading 3-1 when he came out of the game. Why would you take Peterson out? Why are you in such a hurry to put the, to get an extra more innings out of this crummy bullpen? Now, they did get two scoreless innings out of this guy, Hartwig, but then Brigham come in, or Bingham, Brigham, whatever the hell his name is. I've had enough of him. And like I said, he did all he could to try to flush the four-run lead. Now, nah, right, I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get why Buck didn't stay with Peterson longer. Why? Because he wants to get him out of the game on a positive note? Was that it? What, was he afraid he's going to go around the order three times? I mean, I, I, I don't get it. Sometimes I don't get what Buck's doing. I really, I just, I just don't get it. And I thought, you know, he almost cost him the game last night, right? And then Adovino comes in in the eighth inning, of course, loads the bases, Manages to get out of it, out of Vino. Just, I mean, if you can, and, and I understand he's in a very crappy bullpen. And by the way, did you see Edwin Diaz actually throwing a baseball on flat ground the other day? Is there any possibility Diaz could be back before the end of the year? And, you know, would it even matter? Will the games even matter for Diaz to come back? I mean, I, I would not, if I'm the Mets, if the games don't matter, if the Mets haven't made some kind of a run to try to at least get into the wild card picture now. There's no way I'm having Diaz come back and pitch this year. I mean, to me, it makes no sense whatsoever. Right? Does it make any sense at all? If this guy's not back to, you know, if, if the Mets are not in big games going forward, you know, if we're in August or September and if the Mets are in it, if they're, if they're in the wild card race, yes. If Diaz could come back, I would bring him back. If the Mets are not in a wild card race, then I'm not bringing him back. I'm not. Let him sit it out. You know, let, let's, you know, let's come back and be 100% ready to go next year. So, well, we'll see what happens. But 
you know, at least you feel a little better. You know, if you want to walk around wearing a Met hat now, you feel a little better that they've actually won two games in a row. And they don't play today, so they can't lose today. 38 and 46 on the year. And uh, we'll see where they go from there. How about the Yankees? They lost two out of three in St. Louis to the Cardinals. And yesterday got shut down by their old, old pitcher, Jordan Montgomery. He outpitched Garrett Cole yesterday. Uh, St. Louis won five to one. They took two out of three in that series. The Yankees went three and three on their uh, trip out west to uh, Oakland and St. Louis. And they're home now. They're going to open a homestand before the All-Star break. They play the Orioles today. What is it, three games with the Orioles and then three games with the Cubs? I believe that's what it is. And then the Cubs come in over the weekend. When was the last time the Cubs were in Yankee Stadium? 1932? When they played the they played the Yankees in the World Series, Babe Ruth with his cold shot. Babe Ruth with his cold shot home run off Charlie Root. Is that the last time? I'm not even sure. Maybe they, they probably have come in with the interleague stuff. They probably come in in a more recent time. But uh, Cubs-Yankees, Cubs-Orioles, Cubs-Yankees now. Um, Yankees what, have the complete opposite record of the Mets. I think they're 46 and 38. The Mets are 38 and 46. Yankees are 46 and 38. And uh, we'll see where they go from there. Is Herman pitching tomorrow today? Coming off the perfect game the other night in Oakland, I think Herman's pitching. I think he is. I'm not 100% sure, but I think uh, uh, Domingo Herman trying to become the first guy ever to pitch uh, back-to-back perfect games. Remember, uh, Johnny Vandermeer of the Cincinnati Reds all the way back in the 40s, right, is the only guy from 30s or 40s, whenever it was, to go back to pitch back-to-back no-hitters. Remember that? He's the only guy ever to do it. Johnny Vandermeer, left-handed pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds, Way back when. He's the only guy ever to do back-to-back no-hitters. So Domingo Haman has a chance to tie that record when he pitches here. Don't count on it. He'd probably give up a hit in the first inning. So I probably, it probably won't even last that long. But uh, we'll see. Uh, still, of course, no Aaron Judge, although he was voted to the All-Star game. I know Garrett Cole is in, right? I'm not sure. Any, are there any other Yankees that made the All-Star team besides Garrett Cole? And, and of course, Judge, who won't be there? I'm not sure. But the Garrett Cole's had a very good year, even though he lost a tough game yesterday. What is he, eight and two on the year? He's got an ERA under three. Um, he's been one of the, Garrett Cole's been one of the best pitchers in baseball. So uh he continues to get it done. But you know, the Yankees still in a good spot, still in a wild card spot in that very tough American League East. They're still sitting third behind Tampa Bay and uh, Baltimore, as I said, who's uh coming in here starting today. So that's basically the state of the baseball. And it's still a couple months away from football. And we'll see what happens there. Uh, be nice if the Jets would sign Quinn and Williams before all is said and done. And I'm still, and I hate to be a pain in the ass about this, right? But the days are dwindling for me to get an opportunity to play golf with Coach Salah. Now he said that this was going to happen, um, but here we are now, the third of July. Like I said, my and, and like I said, I got three days this week, and I ain't going to be able to play. I'm not going to be able to play Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday as I'm going to be uh, working on a fan. So, you know, the days are dwindling. I mean, training camp's coming. Once training camp starts, that's it. You know, they, I ain't going to be playing playing golf with the coach. He's going to be a little busy. So, um, and uh, as I, as rightfully so, his mind should be on anything, 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 but playing golf once training camp starts. So we'll see how it all goes down, but uh, still waiting Still waiting for the coach. Coach, I'm still waiting. If you're listening to the podcast, I know you're not. Still waiting uh, to uh, 
get that invite to play golf. Okay, still waiting. So it might be a long wait. All right, Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast. Still got a couple minutes to play to play with. Like I said, it is the Fourth of July, and really everybody should take time to reflect. And even though it's been a very difficult time for our country right now, uh, there's a lot of negativity going around. Everybody should take time to reflect on how great this country is. For all the, uh, you know, um, for all the, uh, you know, we have our faults, all the different faults we may have. Still, is there any place, any other country in this world that you would rather live in than this one? Really? Is there anyone? Because there really, really isn't. And I think everybody should take the time on the 4th of July holiday, tomorrow, Independence Day, to just, you know, while you're having your barbecues, while you're out, you know, at the pool or wherever you are watching the fireworks and all of that, take time and sit back and realize how great we have it in this country, how lucky we are to have been born in the United States, how lucky we are to be here. And you don't have to look too far as to watch all these people that are coming in from South America and all the different places as they're walking across from wherever they're coming, you know, over the border, and we won't get into all of that right now. But they're coming in left and right. Why are they coming here? Why? Because they know they can have a better life in the United States. That's why. Because there is no country like the United States. And God bless America. Thank God I was born here. I, I Really, I, you know, and I think everybody that, that's been born in this country, I don't care if you're, you know, white, black, Brown, whatever you are, okay? You got to step back and say, thank God that I'm an American. That's it. No other way to say it. God bless America. Happy birthday, America. And uh, everybody, enjoy your week. Like I said, no podcast till Monday. All the love.